The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Pronounce Read Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get him. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan, and maybe or maybe not uh, a weird uh, antivirus commercial that may or may not have played uh, in front of this podcast. Um, so, uh, thanks. You mean to so wait, donate? So hot, hot sauce. Hot sauce is a no go. Well, hot sauce. He's not an official sponsor yet, but we'll, we'll get to that. Jerry Embler of JLD Hot Sauce and Knives was nice enough to do, to uh, give us some hot sauce samples. Thank you, Jerry. I got the medium, which is fantastic, uh, but yeah. it's very hot. It's great on my breakfast eggs, but it's a little too hot to cook for my family. I love the medium, Andrew. You got the hot, and it melted your face. Correct. It did, but I mean, it was still. <laughs> I mean, it was borderline too hot, but it was it was great. Very tasty, lots of flavor. I mean, it's a legit hot sauce. It's legit. Yeah. Like it's it, it's not like like it's not to be trifled now, with. They, it's they uh, JLD like hot sauce and knives. Uh, they're local. They're award winning. <laughs> Check them out. They're cool. They they he gave us samples. We like Dave. You got the you got the medium too, right? Or you got the no, hot? No. I got I got the holy shit. Burn your face off hot. I got like the highest that it goes because I like spicy food and I like spicy stuff. Uh, but even this, this was this was probably too much. I mean, like you just dip your finger and lick it, and your <laughs> and your tongue is like swollen. But but it's cool though because uh, because they're a hot sauce and a knife company. He yes. also sells knives, so it's perfect because. You you buy one of his knives and then you can use that to cut your tongue out and, <laughs> and you can't take it anymore. You'll, you'll instantly well, forget about the heat once you once you and it'll be. I'm sure his knives are high quality, so it'll be a nice clean slice of the tongue right off, <laughs> and is. you won't even be worried about the the spiciness anymore. Or you could just impale yourself, and then yeah, that pain would supersede that of your tongue. <laughs> yeah. But J- Jerry, we love the hot sauce, and look, people, like it's hot sauce. It, it's 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 award winning. It's it's it, it's not it, it's not for children. It, this is a this is adult, adult big boy hot sauce. So, um, all right, look. Speaking, the, speaking of speaking, wait, before you speaking of knives, this has absolutely nothing to do with anything. But <laughs> speaking of knives, there was a kid. I think he was in England, and he was like 15, and he had a uh, what he thought was a knife-proof vest, and he put on the knife-proof vest and started stabbing himself to prove that it was knife proof but it wasn't knife proof and the kid died 
he killed himself <laughs> because he stabbed himself because he thought he was wearing a knife-proof vest that wasn't Where, where was this? In no. England? I mean, it's yeah, sad, but it's incredibly stupid. I saw this on Reddit yesterday. I, I mean, it's sad, but it's incredibly laugh, stupid. But, uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, you, you, why did he have to like, put the vest on to prove to prove it, that it was knife proof? Could it's he like have done the, that? Or just buy it from someone else? No, he bought it. I think he it was like a product. So he it, could totally his family could sue, right? It's it's know. on the level of the person that got the tattoo. Only God can judge me. <laughs> but it's added tragedy to that. Like it's, but it's on that level of dumb. It's just got tragedy mixed in. I mean, God, I do some dumb shit. But I mean, only fucking... only God can judge me has some tragedy. I would say. <laughs> it does. But at least your at least your man at least your man is still breathing and can like go to a better tattoo artist and try to like get it like worked out or something i don't know i I, i've told you guys this before i've probably said this a hundred times on the podcast but i get only god can juge me i get that picture from someone in a text every three years it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing and and (laughs) someone thinks they've discovered it for the first time and they send it to me So, it's the slow time of the year. We admit that. But the Saints did actually kind of have news. They did the um, they did the Hall of Fame this week, right? Um, yep. And they did uh, Pierre Thomas, which, uh, Dave, that's a slam dunk, right? Um, right? You PT can't. is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a slam dunk, right? You can't. Is you PT can't. PT overrated? Is he not? Nah. Is he underrated? Is he overrated? No, I I, I think I think uh, I think uh, Pierre Thomas is is um, is properly rated. Is he not? He was he was never a one thousand yard back, correct? No, but he was. He's he got a hundred yards catching and you know hundred yards uh, rushing in a single in game. In one game, yep, yep. Is he the only Saints running back to do that? Uh, he might have been the first. I don't know if he was the only. Huh. Darren Sproles might have done after him. My whole thing with Pierre yeah. Thomas, I, I, I don't, th- I don't think he's overrated or underrated. He, I think he's rated just fine. You know, I, I think for he's definitely I, a fan I, favorite. Yeah, nationally, I would say he's underrated. Um, uh, for for Saints fans, I would say he's probably rated right where he needs to be. I mean, my whole thing with him was, I feel like. Uh, Peyton and the Saints, they could have used him earlier on. I, I feel like, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, he beat out uh, Michael, what's his face? Uh, Antonio Pitton. Yeah, from who, Ohio State, the dra- who they drafted. and They traded Thomas up, was, too, to get him. They traded right. up to the number one pick in the fourth round him, to get him. Traded up to get him, signed Pierre Thomas after the draft undrafted. Pierre Thomas beats him out. Um, but I, I still feel like, they didn't even use him that much in that first year or two. Um, it really wasn't until actually, I think it was that Chicago game in Chicago at the end of the season. Yeah, that's he right. Put up the hundred yards receiving, hundred yards rushing, which and was kind of cool because he's from Chicago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think his stats would be even higher, honestly. If, his, if they, fir- if, his first big, with- his first big play ever as a Saint was in two thousand. What was it in two thousand six? Uh, right. Seven, they started. No, two thousand seven, they started zero and four. Right, he blocked the. He scored the touchdown in the punt block in Seattle. Like that was the first play he ever made as a Saint. Right. Uh, that might be right. 
Like that was like before he did the thing in Chicago where he had a hundred rushing and receiving. Like he was on special teams, and I I don't think he blocked the punt, but I think he picked it up and scored, and that was like catalyst for the, like the Saints' first win of the year. Man, I have a weird Saints memory. I can just pick random shit out of my head. Um, the the more interesting one though, Andrew, is Lance Moore because I'm like, is Lance Moore a Saints Hall of Famer? I mean, he did the Super Bowl two point conversion. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Version, he did the McCringleberry celebration dance, which is awesome. He did the goal-scoring celebration dance in London, which was awesome. celebrations. Yeah, I mean, but like, is he a Saints Hall of Famer? I don't know. Is he? Yeah, I mean, I think he is. I think he is. Um, you know, but if you go to like all time, I mean, he had longevity. And I think that's in his favor. I mean, I, I do find it interesting that these guys both went in together. Because they're best friends. They're both UDFAs. Um, they were both kind of like combined cast-offs. In other words, not not really that impressive. But I mean, I, I'm a little impressed. I'm a little surprised. I mean, he, he did have the two-point conversion, so that's worth. Something. He was a Hazlitt leftover too. Like he wasn't like a guy that like Peyton brought in as an undrafted free agent. He was like a guy that was just like lingering. Yeah. Post- post Hazlitt. I'm a little surprised that uh, Devery Henderson didn't get in over him. Well, Um, that's the thing. Like, if if, if Lance Moore is a Hall of Saints Hall of Famer, then Devery Moore is a Saints Hall of Famer. Then Devery Henderson is a Saints Hall of Famer. Dave, I mean... And he may may still make it. Yeah. Has Henderson been out of the league? You have to be out of... You have to be retired for three years. Henderson's been out longer than Moore. Yeah. Dave, your thoughts on Lance Moore? Um, yeah, my, I thought it was weird. Just, I, I guess are we at that point. I, I was kind of surprised by both of them, to be honest with you. Um, they're fairly recent alumna, alumnuses, or whatever. Um, I mean, they haven't been out that long. Uh, are we? 
I, I guess my question is, have they really put all of the other deserving players, Saints players, um, from years past? Um, are they already in the Hall of Fame? We're really at the point where Pierre Thomas and Lance Moore are are the two most deserving yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, the only guy, I mean, you know, there, there's guys like Jari Evans and Colston who will be first ballot guys. I think Colston's eligible next year, Ralph, is that right? Yeah, Colston's eligible. That's why people are like, how can Lance yeah. Moore get him before Colston? I'm like, slow down, Hoss. Yeah, Colston yeah. will be in so, first ballot I mean, next the, year. Those guys will be f- first ballot, but I mean, really, the only guy I would say f- old school, you know, that probably belongs that isn't in yet is maybe Charles Grant. Ooh, that's an interesting one, Dave. Your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I agree. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, thing I mean, is, I mean, all the all the big names you can think of, like you know, even like Joel Hilgenberg is in. There, there's really no one. I mean, Aaron Brooks is in. You know, like even like controversial figures like Archie. Aaron Brooks. Um, I mean, they're all in. I mean, Bobby Abair's in. Um, you know, Charles Grant, I would say, is really the first guy I can think of that it maybe belongs over a guy like Pierre Thomas. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, um, yeah. Man, Pierre Thomas, <clears throat> the Saints Hall of Fame, like Tom Dempsey's in on one kick. Pierre Thomas, you can almost put him in based solely off of his NFC championship game against Minnesota that he had. Like, it's it's that great of a performance. It's almost 200 total yards. He ran the kickoff back in overtime to set up. He had the fourth down play in overtime. He scored two touchdowns. Like, if Tom Dessie can get on well, a, get in on a kick. Get in. So, so, what's that, Dave? Repeat that. I didn't say anything. Andrew oh. said Tracy Porter needs to get in. Well, ooh, Tracy, see the Tracy Porter. He's he's a guy. He's two plays. Like what else has Tracy Porter done besides maybe the two greatest plays in Saints history? Well, but I mean, if that's you're all, that's all you need. Yeah, if you're saying Tom Dempsey gets in because of the one play, then yeah, I don't see why Porter doesn't get in because of two plays. Well, then, I mean, but Dempsey's, the thing, Dempsey's here's the thing though. What, if won, if you won a, the, won a the bar game so, in the regular season. The bar is kind of low. You're gonna have to build a whole fucking wing for the two, 2009 Saints. Like, if you're gonna put in, you, you got to put in Porter, right? You got to put in Chris Reese. He recovered an ambush. You got to put in Lance yeah. Moore. I mean, like, you can put in the whole roster. Who's not getting well, in for 2009? Well, well, so besides like, the safety, we Gleason shall not name. is beloved for a lot of reasons. Okay, like we all know why we love Steve Gleason, and he's got a whole wing of the Saints Hall of Fame dedicated to him. Um, but. So it, that makes me wonder about Curtis DeLoach. Like, he's the guy that actually <laughs> scored the touchdown. Like, why do we value the act of the blocked punt more than the actual score? Well, I mean, football, it, it has nothing to do with football. It has it has to deal with, we love Gleason. He embraced the community even after his before his ALS. But now he's got okay. ALS, and we love him to death, and he loves New Orleans. So, I mean, it's not that, but... You know, the Saints Hall of Fame but is like Curtis Deloach is like for as big of a touchdown as his play was, he's like sneaky, undervalued. 
based on the meaningfulness of like what if you're, he did. If, if you're going, if one play can get you in the Saints Hall of Fame, Brian Mill needs to get in. Yeah, another big one. <laughs> it's it's devolved into Saints Hall of Fame talk, which half our fans love and half the fans are like, "Where are the fucking jokes, man?" Well, um, anyway, no, anyway, the, the whole thing is about Moore and Thomas, two UDFAs, and. You know, honestly, neither of them ever had amazing stats. I think Moore maybe had one thousand yard season. Neither were ever Pro Bowlers. Yeah. Uh, both were huge parts of the That's Saints' true. offense when it was at its peak, when it was in kind of DEFCON mode. And you know, at the end of the day, when you look at those two players, I think they epitomize like the unsung hero. Well, and. Um, and they were beloved by fans, both of them. I mean, well, one thing that's interesting about Moore is everybody remembers the two-point play in the Super Bowl, which was huge, obviously. But the thing that was interesting about that year, he was hurt the whole freaking year, basically, after about week five. And the Saints did not IR him and just waited and waited and waited. And then he made the play in the Super Bowl, which is odd, you know, because the Saints usually, on a lot of guys, they'll have a quick trigger to IR. But they didn't for Lance Moore, which I think tells you something of what Sean Payton thought of his value, uh, even though he was far down the depth chart as far as offensive guys. Um, So that was Saints Hall of Fame talk. Dave, I created this just for you. It's not a lie if you believe it. Which There's a lot of other other great Seinfeld bits better than It's maybe the best, and I'm not even a huge Seinfeld Seinfeld fan, but it's maybe the best Seinfeld soundbite ever. Um, But we talked about George Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. So here's my topic that I wanted to do tonight. I want us each to create a sweet, sweet lie for the 2018 Saints season that you believe is going to happen. Andrew, I'll start with you. Taysom Hill will score over 1.5 touchdowns. Ooh, that's dangerous because that could mean breeze. Like, 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 not throw the touchdown. Like, score the touchdown. It doesn't matter. Either Ooh, way, that's dangerous because that means breeze can get hurt. Could be a like uh, fake punt. Could be a touchdown pass. Could be a fake field goal. Could be like a wildcat package. But he scores over 1.5. I like touchdowns. that. I like that. Dave, your uh, prediction. Okay, what is this? A lie that we, a lie a, that we believe. A lie that you believe. You're going to concoct a fantastic thing that's going to happen to the Saints. That's like 99 percent not going to happen, but you believe it. So it's not a lie. <laughs> wow. Um. Our Ingram and Camara will stay healthy all season. <laughs> I was also thinking just Alvin Kamara MVP. Alvin Kamara yeah. M- MVP fantasy god. I'm gonna go with this is my prediction, and it, it it officially makes me president chairman of the David Onyemata fan club. David Onyemata is gonna have seven and a half sacks. <laughs> I am officially yeah, really, an Onyemata really stand. I am guy. like unrealistically. It's no, I believe in my heart that he's going to break out and be the Saints' best defensive tackle in in 2018. He's going to be better than Rankins, and the Saints are going to be kind of in a tough spot because next year he'll be a free agent. 
Like he'll have one more year and then they'll decide what to do with him. But I believe that Onyemata is going to end up being their best defensive tackle. Uh, and right, I'm so going to fight. Dave thinks Mark Ingram is way better than he actually is. You think Onyemata is way better than it actually is. No, I know he's is. not that great yet. I just see the potential. Like I'm those so who, people who, that who, I made fun of about PJ Williams. Who, who I'm, a, that I'm that way me? about Onyemata. But at least Onyemata, his first two years, has actually played. Can you guys name a guy that I think is way better than he actually is? Who is my Mark Ingram for Dave or Onyemata for you? First of all, Mark Ingram had an all-pro. Wasn't he an all-pro last year? Or pro? Yes, he was. Pro Bowl. Right, well, okay, well, he was certainly in consideration. If he was all-pro, all he would have had his contract voided. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, he was certainly, you know... He, he was. He, he had a great season last season. What? Are you, why are we dogging on Mark Ingram? Jeez, Louise! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, who is your guy for? Um, probably Kikaha. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I've right. always thought he was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, man. I remember when he made that play last year against Atlanta. You were so excited. I should have saved the text. On my phone from that. <laughs> Yours and Andrew was so excited. He's like, that's the moment, man. He's coming around. He's going to be good. If he, if he could just stay healthy, but he can't. He might not even make the team this year, Andrew. Are you going to be heartbroken? I know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, But what about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. That'll be that'll be you, Andrew. Um, So what about today? <laughs> I just like playing it. Um, so they, the Saints actually signed somebody. They signed Terrence yeah. West from Baltimore. Andrew, they did. Um, yeah. It, uh, I I want to uh, take a moment here to remind everyone of my hot take quote. I think yes, this was like do. two podcasts ago, where I said. The Saints player besides Kamara that will have the most carries in week one is not currently on the roster. On the roster. And they just signed Terrence West. So, so he's the I'm gonna guy take, that's gonna I'm gonna take the, the big bow right now. Yeah. But do you think well, wait, 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 it's wait, okay, wait, 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 Dave, you could say I was right. Go ahead. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You wait what what was your what was your hot take again? Say it again. That the player that would get the most carries in week one for the Saints in the regular season. Okay, besides, so, okay, so you can't Kamara. you can't claim you can't claim victory yet when we haven't even gotten to week one. This guy might not even make the I don't know. Oh he can't oh, claim happening. victory day, but he's like four furlongs ahead if it was a horse race. He's like, you know, he's on the right path. I mean as much as really it might not be wet Andrew though, it might not be West. Like they could still make another move. No, like yeah, I could yeah, see yeah, them. Yeah, in- I, I just think I, exactly. I, I don't necessarily think it's West, but the fact that they signed him proves that they don't feel good about these youngsters. Look, they they wanted to bring Demarco Murray in, but Demarco Murray was like, "Nah, bro, I'm not working out with other running backs. I'm just gonna wait until a running back gets injured." either in training camp or at the beginning of the year, and then I'm going to sign with that team to get me more carries. So I'm not going to go through your little dog and pony show, Saints. But if you want to <laughs> give me a guaranteed contract or whatever, call me later. I think like he's still in the mix. Like I could see injuries or whatever happen in the first couple weeks of training camp or after a game or two, and the Saints being like, oh, Jesus, Boston is a fumbling mess. West is washed up. Hey, DeMarco Murray, you know how we talked about 
not doing with you, maybe you can come in and we could we could work something out. Like they, I, I still think, but that that would prove your point further, Andrew, that it, yeah. the guy's not on the roster. But I'm not even. And there's a non-zero chance that it's Adrian Peterson. There it is. There's an. I would say, I would say, Dave, that I'm not at all. Like I would say, West getting actual carries in a regular season game for the Saints is still below thirty percent. Like I, he doesn't impress me at all. Well, I don't know if this signing means that the Saints don't totally love one or some of their young guys. I just. I think they just want a little insurance, I, a little competition. I, I know you do. You just said that. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think it, you know, I think they just want a little, you know, a little more veteran leadership and a little, um, uh, you know, just a little competition. You know, they don't want the young guys to feel too confident. Or the young guys kind of suck. Remember the whole thing about the quote, Ralph, with Buddy D. Ralph? I'm sorry, Andrew. What was that? Remember the whole thing about Buddy D's quote? About uh, don't believe what they say, believe what they do? That's right. So the Saints are saying, we're not going to sign a veteran running back. We feel good about the guys in the building. We're going to see what they've got, and we're going to evaluate them first. Right? That's what they said when they didn't immediately sign a veteran running back when the Mark Ingram news hit. So what happens? They're in mini camp for a few days, and boom, they sign a guy. They bring four or five guys to work out. You know, they wanted Murray in there. They got Jamal Charles in there. They brought back Hightower, and West is the guy they signed. So what does that tell you? That tells me they felt good about the youngsters until they got to mini camp, and it was an oh shit moment. was oh shit our running backs blow chunks that's a great that's a great point andrew i mean they they don't like the running i don't think i think it's it's a part of they don't like the running backs and i think it's just a thing of hey we can sign west we aren't quite sure like i think david boston yeah. and they might they might it might be it, it, i would say i'm not a hundred percent Certain that the Saints absolutely believe it's a disaster the first four months, first four weeks if if they if Kamara's not running the ball. I just think they're worried and they're they are lying that they they are they feel totally fine about it. But it's not they're not in panic mode yet. I don't think it, Dave. No, I don't think it's uh, panic mode at all. All right, so. I got some great. We got some great Twitter questions, but this was a question from Cody, and I just want to move it ahead of all the Twitter. Wait, questions. you guys also saw that Delvin Bro got signed by that? Yeah, Delvin Bro had to go back yeah. to Canada because he because teams wouldn't touch his back. Which, uh, are, Andrew, quickly, were you surprised that he didn't get an NFL look? Uh, I'm not. No, not surprised at all. Um, I mean, he broke the same leg twice, so. Um, I'm not remotely surprised. Um, I am very sad for him. Um, he, he never got a contract. You know, he basically got a minimum deal with the Saints for three years. He played that out, and then uh, he didn't get a new deal. Um, and there was one year there in particular where he was 
pretty damn good and he could have gotten a better deal. So, um, I mean, it just sucks for him that he never got paid. And that's, uh, you know, I, I, there's so many guys in the league that get rewarded with enormous contracts and, and they don't do anything in the league. So, um, that's a big bummer for me. Dave. What am I surprised to see him, uh, not get signed uh a little bit i don't know i guess i would have thought maybe he'd still wait it out uh before signing with a cfl team um but i guess he was ready to move on yeah well, I mean, Nick, I, Nick Underhill reported that uh, a lot of nfl teams would not pass his spine like that, that there were concerns about the health of his spine they just didn't really feel like he could play so. Yeah, and 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 teams, it's 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 insurance issues, and teams are just like teams. Are, I think the NFL in general is just like panicked that they don't want to have like a massive horrible injury on the field, and they look at guys like Delvin Bro, and they're like, eh, is it worth the risk? Is it worth the PR hit? But it's sad for him. I mean, you, he was you mean really, really of the good dude from Pittsburgh? You know, um, so we got cool Twitter questions, uh, and this was a great one from Cody, and we started arguing via text and Andrew was like let's just do the show now so we're doing the show actually earlier than we normally do and Cody asked the question what do you think is the biggest mistake was for the Saints in the past 10 years uh Andrew I'll let you go first because we argued about this a little bit oh man there's so many um I mean uh I know what Dave's gonna say, and I know what you're gonna say. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say Jason David uh, because I think the Saints were one corner away um, from from you know you look at how they did in 2006 and they lost to the Bears in the NFC Championship game uh, in large part due to Fred Thomas being too old and they just didn't have a second corner um, and so they spent a lot of money and they landed Jason David. Um, a guy that played almost exclusively in, in his own defense, and and uh, they tried to switch him to man, which he wasn't used to. I may have that backwards. I can't remember now. Um, but uh, anyway, he, he, the Saints scheme did not work for him at all, and, and he was a disaster. And I really feel like in 2007 and 2008, Saints had tremendous offenses, um, but they didn't have a second corner. Uh, they tried to make Jason David work because of the investment, and it was a killer. Um, well, the one so thing I'll say I, about I Jason think they Davis. really lost a lot of momentum in two great years in 07 and 08 because of him. The one thing I'll say about that, and I don't, I think it dings your argument a little bit, is Jason David was like their fourth choice at corner that year. Like they, they couldn't work a trade out that they wanted, and like the other three free agents they wanted, turned him down. And like so, he he wasn't like he was a massive move. He was like, shit. We need a corner. We need a corner. We need a corner. Oh shit! The music stops. And Jason David, you're the last one left. We're dancing with you. So yeah, that's, that's okay. Why- but you know, if if they were concerned, if he was their fourth choice and they weren't sold that he was the guy, then they should have made more of an effort in the draft. And more importantly, they should have been quicker to pull the plug. Um, I think they were so desperate to make it work uh, that they maybe forced him on the field longer. You know, it's like Stanley Jean-Baptiste. Like, they figured out pretty quickly 
that he wasn't going to cut it. So the dude just never saw the field. And that's kind of how I felt about Jason David. He was on the field way longer than he should have been. So you feel like Jason David? Well, you could. That's a good point. You feel like he wrecked 2007 and 2008. So that's it's a solid choice. Dave, your your choice. Uh, well, mine's kind of similar to Andrews. Um, it's another failed secondary signing. Uh, and I hadn't even thought about Jason David. I'm actually kind of surprised by Andrew's pick, but I think it's that's a good. It's pretty, an interesting choice. I like it. Pretty logical. Yeah, it's pretty logical. Uh, but no, mine is the Jairus Bird signing. Um, you know, again, you had a situation. Uh, you know, I, I remember after Rob Ryan leaving, you know, one of his big things uh that he said was about how they, you know, Jarris Bird really didn't fit Rob Ryan's system. And they, you know, they went out and they paid all this money to sign this guy that Ryan didn't even necessarily really want or know how to use. Um, and uh, making, making, making the situation, I think, worse than the Jason David signing is the amount of guaranteed money that they gave Bird. Ooh, they, he, was a, well, he was the highest paid safety in the history of the league. Yeah. Right. I think it was like, what, 40 million guaranteed or something like no, that? No, it was like um, 28 it's guaranteed. Like a, it was like 56 over six, I think. Uh, I thought it was even more than that. But, um, you know, and, and it, it handicapped it handicapped the team for, for years to come as far as the salary cap is concerned and being able to sign uh, other players. Uh, I think it set him back a couple of years, uh, and obviously we know what happened. Bird uh, wasn't very healthy, and uh, when he was, he wasn't very good. Um, so, well, yeah, it, uh, and, it, and it's almost like they didn't learn their lesson from Jason <laughs> David from you know three, four years prior. Bird, Bird's a good choice. David is an interesting choice. My choice is the Junior Gallet extension. Because they didn't have to do it for two more years. And they gave a complete fucking knucklehead a giant contract and then had to pull the plug. And, Andrew, what was the hit on the cap? It was like $18 million towards one year? Yes. Yeah. Dead money. Yeah. Like, it, it was horrible. destroyed the cap. Jarris Bird didn't play well. And they had to, like, keep him maybe longer than they wanted. But he they didn't have to cut him and, like, detonate the cap all at once they got to like jared spurred what he played three years and then they cut him and you know they took a pretty chunk big hit but it was only like seven or eight million for bird hit junior let's hit was fucking 18 million and he wrecked their cat and he put them in a bind for a bunch of years he could have done a bunch of other things and the thing is andrew they knew that fucking galette was a knucklehead and they still gave him the money like why they didn't have to do it they just could have waited like why well i think at the time the contract they gave him was below market value so you know i I think that's the uh that's the risk that you play you what other guy did they pay two years that's what they've done with morstead that's what they've done with um who uh, Pierre Thomas did it um i'm trying to think of who else i mean there's been several uh teron armstead did it Jarrell, you know, and the idea is Jari Evans did gonna, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get the security of a deal two years before, you know, you're in your contract season, but you don't get to hit the open market and drive your value up. But 
you get your guaranteed money but now. But none of those guys were a knucklehead. Risk like an injury or whatever. None of those guys were a knucklehead though. Like Junior Gallet was a knucklehead in college. He was in the Saints. Like how could they not know? Like I just. I I, I wonder if they knew. Like I, I wonder <laughs> how much getting paid changed Junior Gallet. Maybe. I mean, I'll tell well, you one the, thing. The if... beach. The beach video was was before was filmed before he got it, huh? It, nah, no, sure it was after. That? Well, I don't know, but it, it was, was filmed after. earlier than when it came out, and it's po- certainly possible they didn't know about the... Well, uh, th- this re- this reminds me of your Inspector Gadget-esque detective work. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Inspector Gadget was terrible. Uh, well, sorry, Inspector Gadget's niece, detective yeah. work. Penny. Yeah, Penny. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. That, but, that, but, but, Cody, that's a great that's a great question. Here's an interesting one um, from Allen. If you had to pick one current Saints O-lineman or D-lineman to play for U.S. soccer team, who would you pick? Anyone is eligible except for Armstead. That 40 time makes him too obvious. Andrew, who would you pick Saints yeah, I was about, to play? I was about to say Armstead. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I have to go with Davenport because he's the biggest athletic freak. Yeah. And in soccer, I mean, you need athleticism. I mean, none of these guys are fast except for Davenport and Armstead. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe you could, could put Cam Jordan at goalie or something. <laughs> uh, but, no, I uh, think... yeah, I guess I'd go with Davenport. This is from Guillaume. Sorry to butcher your name again. For the first time, for the first four weeks, Dave, in terms of rushing and filling Ingram's role, your boyfriend, what would you prefer? Three hundred yards from Terrence West or two hundred yards from David Boston? In each scenario, the other player struggles and is out of the rotation when Ingram comes back. Um, why wouldn't he just want the more most yards? Like, why would he sacrifice a hundred yards just because? Because yeah, I, I guess different persons. Because I because that means that Boston is struggles and <clears throat> I guess won't be there for the future uh, and isn't isn't a good future prospect. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. People are really in love with this Boston guy, uh, and I'm not so sure that I understand it. I'm not so sure that I'm on board with it. So, like <laughs> Andrew give, said, I, I'm just going to take the yards. I don't give a yeah. shit. About, I mean, David Boston's fun. He's 300 yards attack. in four four games, right? Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, that's astronomically more than 200 yards. Yeah, I mean, games. I think the David Boston, the, the Boston hype train is going to be fun and all that. But I don't give a shit about his future, his career. I need the Saints to win games to start this season, because after the bye week, their schedule is brutal. I yeah. need Terrence West being a being a fantasy guy that people are crushed by the stampede to the waiver wire to get him. After week if one. if Terrence West can give me the Mike Bell Ooh. early season early season explosion followed by the late season tanking <laughs> and, and eventual benching You're... because of wearing wrong cleats, you'll sign right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would agree. Um, let's see. Uh, the, Dave, you're the foodie here. What's Who has the best po' boy in New Orleans? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, so, I mean, the I'm real a, answer... I'm a big po' boy guy. 
Yeah, I'm not a huge po' boy guy, but I mean, you know, I eat, I eat, I eat po' boys. Um, first of all, you can't just that, that's too general of a question. You can't say he was the best po' boy. You know, you need to talk about specific kinds of po' boys. You know, yeah. If we're talking roast roast beef po' boy, or you know, fried oyster po' boy, or maybe like a Vietnamese banh mi po' boy. Well, which um, ones? What, what's your? What's you? Just say what's right. This right. is what's your well, favorite po' boy, and what's the place you go to? <laughs> well, um, so. I'm like a real local guy, so I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't go to like Donalisa's or uh, Mahoney's or anything like that. Um, I mean, honestly, if I'm gonna eat a po' boy, I I'd probably go to um, Adam Street Grocery uh, on Adams between I think Jeanette and Willow. Um, yeah. That's like a very small neighborhood. It's run by an Asian family, uh, and you know, it's like your typical New Orleans style deli where they do the po' boys and the sandwiches in the back, but they also, you know, have Come all on. the little it's the answer is Parkway Tavern. Nah, Done. I mean, Done. See, that's, a, that's like a touristy, uh, you know, the, I mean, like, I would I would go there, I guess, for the one that maybe roast beef, but um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, a, I also like, there's, a, there's another New Orleans, uptown New Orleans style grocery po' boy place called Singleton's in Black Pearl, and they do like a Korean Ooh, uh, pork. Why do you keep po talking boy. about these Korean po' boys? <laughs> Dave is a food snob. Well, because, a- because Asians are responsible for a huge amount stuff. of they make good the food in New Orleans. I mean, yeah. so, so so here my mine is it's not the best, but it's wrapped in nostalgia, and I don't even know if they're there anymore. It used to be Charlie's in Lakeview, and they no, used to yeah. Make Half shrimp, half oyster, and I like fried o- oysters, like just a touch overcooked, because I like the crunch. And Charlie's used to do it like that. I love that shit, and I know it's not the best or whatever, but that was my that was my go to. I would get it, split it with my grandma all the time. That was my go to. Did you ever? This is an old school place in Lakeview, La Vecchio's. Yeah. Did you ever go there? Yeah. That place was good. Was I also like I also like sometimes even though it's totally different and it's outside of the box, but I like R and O's sometimes. They oh, do yeah. like they do like the sesame seed uh, bread. You know they don't use the Leidenheimers. I agree. Uh, they have a good they have a good oh boy for sure. And their right. salad for two for three. You know that's that's a all right last. Oh, oh, and you forgot to remind me again, Andrew. The people can find us on the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Twitters. Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Find us. Go to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're up to like 160 subscribers. I updated it last week with the picture of Rob Gronkowski and shitty paint art. Uh, can we can we do like a whole episode this summer on just food? We will. Oh, we'll we 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 Dave we we uh. You guys like Acme? We have yeah, two actually, more weeks to go. We go there go. all the time. It's my son's favorite restaurant. I mean, I, I feel like Acme as far as. Like just chains go is as good as it gets. Okay, so here's a final question, and Dave, you might not know this because you don't give a shit about soccer, but Andrew, you probably do. Uh, Landon Donovan took a shitload of Wells Fargo's money to tweet out his support for the Mexican national team and how we should all root for them because the United States isn't in the World Cup, and people flipped out. So as my they, question to should. you is, how much money? 
would Wells Fargo have to give you for you to tweet out support of the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl? You can you can say that or Alabama, really. Or Alabama, either one. Either one. Yeah, um, there's no amount of money, none. Your dignity has no price. No. I mean, it's one of those things where I've drawn a line in the sand. I'm a diehard Saints fan, and we are nothing without our principles. And that's nothing but pure and simple old-fashioned communism. <laughs> I mean, uh, I what just... What the hell was I, that? I don't even know what that was from. I don't either. This is from Smokey um, and the Bandit, people. It, Come on. I, I, I'm surprised like people feel like this is that complicated. I literally do a podcast every Monday night about the Saints. I spend an hour of my life talking to you idiots every Monday night about the Saints. I live and breathe the team. Like, I'm obsessed. We're all upset. We're on Twitter every day seeing if there's any new news. And I- rooting for the rooting for the Falcons w- would be like betraying my own soul and fabric. Yeah, and it's not like we've built like a media kingdom here, but like if we did that, it would like destroy the little audience and community that we have. Although, Dave, yeah. If the number, the amount of hours I waste from Wells Fargo, I'd have to consider it. Is time I could be making money. So if I so if I was gonna make money, if I was gonna take money to root for the Falcons, that completely undermines the time I've wasted not making money, watching, rooting, and <laughs> obsessing over the Saints. Dave, is there a number in your mind that you would do it? Twenty grand. Twenty you. grand? <laughs> yeah, what are you kidding me? Twenty grand? You know what I could do with twenty grand? Dude, no, it's gotta be it's for me, it's gotta be six figures. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> it's gotta nice. be you're, you're you're easy, man. You're like Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan took the sweet, sweet Wells Fargo uh, I, money, man. I am quite quite certain Landon Donovan got more than twenty thousand dollars. Uh and uh yeah, I mean just because I put out a tweet doesn't mean I have to like the Falcons. Doesn't mean I don't root for the Saints <laughs> Yeah, but anymore. you'll get ratioed I will take your like money. a son of a bitch I will say whatever Twitters. you want me to say, but I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> you'll tweet like the next day. You'll be like, just kidding, guys. I'm throwing, a, I'm, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing a party with strippers and blow with the money I got from Wells Fargo. Yeah, I'd be like, no, I, I mean, surprise, I, I guys, think... I love Olive Garden. P.S. They just gave me 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a lie. But when you're there, you're family, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Oh, and for the record, my here it is. My wife was absolutely fucking bananas and almost intolerable yesterday during the Mexico soccer match. Like it was the Astros in the playoffs on fucking steroids. I mean, that was a big win for them. That was big. It was big. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it was out of control. Her family, <laughs> family's out of control. It was out of control. I've, Mexico's like, they're like the Texas A&M of soccer. They have moments, but in the end, they always, like, never amount to anything. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But my wife was, she was out of control. Uh, so, I mean, so that I'm much- dead serious. I am dead serious about this. You could offer me $50 million dollars. To tweet "Go Falcons" you would in in a Super Bowl, I would not do it. You wouldn't do it. It would change my life forever, 
the quality of my life. It would set up my kids' kids. I would not do it. You I would not do it. You would not do it for no. any amount of money. Dave would do it no. for twenty grand. I probably would do it if it was a million dollars. I'm not gonna lie. I, hope, I, I could I give. I could give up the podcast empire for seven figures. Money. I hope there's someone out there that would actually tempt me so that I can prove <laughs> that I would actually turn it down. You could. You could. You, are you could. So you could it would be the, the ultimate trump card when you had to prove your Saints fan bona fides. <laughs> My eyes right. are actually brown. Yeah, right, because you're full of it. Uh, your wife would would certainly. My wife. Yeah, My I'm, wife. I'm sure she, she would have something to say too. Yeah, I mean, a million dollars. A million dollars is a million. It doesn't dollars. matter. She's not being offered. It would be me being. Offered. It would be me. I'm like, but baby, I can't give up the empire. I just got nominated for a press award in the ones. I'm this close to being somebody. I can't just throw it all away for money. Yeah, I can. Um, so, uh, that wraps it up for today. Uh, I think this is another wonderful show. You people should be proud that you listen to this podcast. We need your money to help us support us. You should be proud that you listen to us. We gave you great content in the middle of fucking June. So, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, I'm Ralph. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs> <laughs>